He's the Sultan of Salary. Money, please. Our very own sports financial guru. When athletes get paid, he's our go-to guy. I felt he's taking rich. He's Mike Gennetti from SpotRack.com. Our go-to sports financial expert, the best in the business. You can find his work over at SpotTrack.com on Twitter at S-P-O-T-R-A-C. Mike, I uh, got word that you guys could have a a two-foot snowstorm in Buffalo. Is that right? Do you have that to look ahead to? Just another November. Yeah, you got a big weekend coming up here. So uh, we're kind of uh, in line with the bill season, right? Everything turns sour in the middle of November. Perfect timing. (laughs) That is par for the course in Buffalo. I do want to extend an offer. You could stay. You and the family could stay at at my place or Tazi's place if if, if you guys need to get out of Buffalo. I will warn you before you say yes, because you obviously will, to this incredible offer uh, that we've extended to you. Is that we have been getting pelted with hurricanes every other week? So you gotta kind of pick. You gotta pick your poison here. Yeah, six in one basket. Look at. Let's do a baseball season. Let's get down there together. There you go. That'll be great. No, let's. Uh, I'm gonna mark that on my calendar, and we'll make that happen. So we saw Derek Carr become emotional after a loss to the Colts. Uh, it doesn't feel like he's long for this team. It just, I think they'd be smart to kind of blow it all up at this point with how how much of a train wreck it is over there in Vegas. What's the situation with him moving into the offseason? Is that a movable contract for the Vegas Raiders? It is, yeah. The majority of the contracts they signed of late, and they signed five big ones this year to, to the tune of almost $440 million. But they were out after one or two years. And in Carr's case, even with that three-year extension, they can get out of this thing with no new cash. In February, so I, I, I do think the writing's on the wall there. Um, is he tradable? Do they hang on to this thing and, and see if they can trade him at like you know forty million guaranteed, possibly? But I, I really do think that he's going to be the fall guy for this whole situation, which is just truly a mess right now. So I saw reports where uh, the Seahawks are looking to extend Geno Smith, which is just incredible. He's probably the best story of the year. Who do you see if they end up going this route? Who do you see as a financial comp? for Geno Smith, because it's not like he's going to get paid like Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes. So who will he be in line with at the quarterback position in terms of guys that have signed new deals? I can tell you I ran his numbers today and into our algorithm, and he is a $30 million quarterback over these 10 weeks, you know, and that's obviously with a grain of salt. So he, he really is playing at, you know, an upper echelon level, a Kirk Cousins-type level. I don't think that's the contract you can expect here, right? Even though that's where the transition tag or the franchise tag would be. Um, I, I guess it has to be that Blake Bortles contract that, that came out of that first, that playoff, you know, that, that AFC championship situation. That is exactly what I was thinking, Mike. Yeah, so that's $18 million a couple of years ago. So is that $21, 22000000 million per year now, three for 66 something like that? That's probably where my head is with this. But I, even that seems too much for this 10-week run. I, I do think... You tag him and you make him do it again before anything anything else happens. <laughs> it is funny because there are there are different types of uh, of deals that quarterbacks sign in the NFL that are that are tenured. You've got the guys that sign that are just no doubt franchise quarterbacks, and then you have the guys that were there, there's almost like a a different type of pay scale for those that were bad early on and then became effective quarterbacks later on in their career. Early in their career still is held against them, even if they've completely turned it around. It's kind of an interesting dynamic. Yeah, there's no question. And and that 
that gap is widening, right? It's like it's you're, either you're 40 or you're five right now. So I don't think he's five. He's almost five now on his backup quarterback contract. So I, I do think, you know, it's going to be in the teens somewhere, maybe in the, in the low 20s. But I like it. I like that this is going to be kind of a precedent setter for that middle-of-the-road contract for a quarterback, which we've been kind of without for the past five years. Or could they franchise tag him? Is that an yeah, option, too? I, yeah, the way I see it is, is, is a transition tag, actually, which is a little, you know, $3 million or so less. It allows other teams to offer sheet him. And then what's wrong with that? If somebody's going to value Geno Smith at, you know, four at 25 a year, the Seahawks have the first choice to match that. And if they believe that's a fair, fair contract to keep him around, that's fine. I just don't think there's going to be six teams vying for Geno Smith services, especially if Derek Carr's available and Tannehill's available and Garoppolo, et cetera. So, I think they can kind of control the situation. I just I would say one year, if, if you know, and make them do it again. Yeah, and if I'm Geno Smith, I'm not going anywhere because I finally found a situation that works for me. So it works both ways. We're chatting with Mike Janetti, sports financial analyst, the best in the game over at SpotTrack.com. I know you spoke about this on your podcast, but what do you see in terms of what's in store for Saquon Barkley and the terms of his deal in the off season? And are you positive he's going to be a giant next year? No, I'm not positive of that. I, I, there's a really good chance that everything we're seeing right now is just for this one year, even though it looks great. I don't think anybody really feels super comfortable about this giant situation. And uh, I know the guys that are running that show right now, Joe Shane and Brian Dable, quite a bit from their, their time in Buffalo. And they were not afraid to take a little bit of success and rip it up and start over if it was not exactly what they wanted. They went to the playoffs with Tyrod Taylor. And Tyra Taylor was not their guy. They knew he was not going to be the quarterback for five years. They ripped the whole thing up, started over, found their next guy, and obviously it's worked out. I would not be surprised if Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones are not on this roster next year. But if, if Barkley's going to be here, obviously the transition tag, the franchise tag at about $12 million are in play. But that's about where he's, he's valuing as well. So are you going to go four for 60? Are you going to go four for 55 with 30 guaranteed? We're talking McCaffrey numbers now with Barkley. Um, and the Giants are a team that's, that are willing to do that, I would think, if this organization believes that the guys on the roster right now are long-term options. I've seen rumors and rumblings from the baseball media elite that the Rays are about to trade a bunch of names as they reload, and you know they kind of do what they've done in the past, which is no surprise. That's the way they operate. But are there a couple of names that come to mind for you right away when you hear that? Not so much. Look, there's a lot of high arbitration guys. That's why this is starting to really pick up steam. Anytime three or four guys are starting to make eight, nine, ten million on that roster, you know that they're going to become trade bait. So I think a Rosarena could be on this list because he's going to be an arb three guy this year. Some of these, you know, the back end of the rotation guys have to be on this list. I would not be surprised if teams are asking for Tyler Glass now at that price because yeah. at twenty five million, that's not a Tampa Bay type, you know, price point. But I think we're in a position right now where even though I think they're maybe the fourth best team in all of baseball when you put it all together, I think they've just spent a little bit too much over the past two or three years based on that payroll. And it's just the time, the timing, the cycle of it has to dial back a little bit. Uh, my uh, co-host and producer, Mike Tazi, big Yankee fan, just uh, told me in my ear that Anthony Rizzo just signed a two-year deal with an option for a third. Do you have the details on that deal yet? I do. It's two for 40. There's a $17 million option tacked onto that that the Yankees can, uh, can buy for in 2025. So $20 million a year on the luxury tax. Um, it's perfect. We had him at $21 million a year from a market value standpoint. 
Uh, I have to admit, imagine teams like uh, San Diego and Houston were at that price, maybe even higher. So this is a uh, situation where the Yankees won out over big, big teams. It's a good start for them. When should we expect Aaron Judge to sign? That's a great question. I think this is a preclude to it, I, I would have to imagine. I, I know that, that Rizzo and Judge were close, have been close for the past two years now. So mm-hmm. I do think that this is a starting point. He's going to do his due diligence. He has to. His agent's going to make him go to 10 teams. So I have to think this is going to be after the winter meetings, middle of December. Maybe we'll start to hear some rumblings. But you never know. All these big contracts are all over the place. Harper was February. Seager last year was November. So um, it's really an agent situation. I just have to imagine that because of the stock and the high price tag that's going to come with this, they're going to do a 10-team tour and make make a day out of it here. Yeah, so if you had to lay a bet on it, would you say 2023 is more likely? Yes. Yeah. Let's let that college football get out of the way, and then let's make the big baseball news when they've got a little bit more visibility. Yep. There you go. I like that. Mike Tanetti, sports financial analyst, the best in the game. You can find his work over at SpotTrack.com. On Twitter, he's a must-follow at S-P-O-T-R-A-C, and you can download his SpotTrack podcast weekly as well. Thanks so much, Mike. Good stuff, and stay safe in the storm. Yeah, you bet, man. Thanks. All right. That offer does still stand, by the way, if he wants to make the Genetis. So I'd love to have the Genetis at the house. I don't have a lot of room, but, you know, we can fit them in. I could talk about sports financials all day. I was giddy when I saw Rizzo resign because of the thought of, well, maybe that means Judge is coming back. And I didn't realize they were that close. That's an interesting wrinkle to that discussion. Oh, yeah, very close. They're going to New York Rangers games together during the midseason. The one thing I do worry about is he had a lot of back spasms late in the year last year, and, you know, the Yankees' luck when they sign guys over 30 these sorts of things happen, and it happens for not just the Yankees, but everybody. I think it was when there were rumors that the Houston Astros' number one free agent target became Anthony Rizzo. Mm. The Yanks were like, uh-uh, <laughs> not, not our first baseman, nope. Tony Rizzo. You can't do that. So I didn't want to see that. Coming up next, our XFL Guardians have a quarterback. I'll tell you who it is next.